Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Kei te whakaronga mai koe ki tō tātou au horihori, ki te reo erirangi o Aotearoa. This is Our Changing World on RNZ National, and now... Congratulations to Professor Peter Tyler from the Ferrier Institute at Victoria University of Wellington, winner of the 2017 McDiamond Medal. Peter is a carbohydrate chemist who designs and synthesises potential drugs. Earlier this year, a drug that was created by Peter and some long-time collaborators finally hit the market. This is a big deal. Only 30 or so new drugs are approved by the FDA in the United States each year, and many hundreds fall along the way. I catch up with Peter to find out what's involved in being a drug discoverer. To discover a drug, you usually start with a premise that if you do this, that will impact favourably on a, a disease. And so, in our case, it's enzymes and we make enzyme inhibitors and in fact as a background something like 30% of all FDA approved drugs in the states are enzyme inhibitors so you know it's a process undergone by many and you know we have I don't know how many enzymes in our body but you know thousands and they're involved in everything and in all essential processes in the body but occasionally something goes wrong or there's some other process that's out of control and so you need to inhibit an enzyme. And so we have a different way of doing it than most people do. With our collaborator in New York, Professor Vern Schramm at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, we analyse what the transition state of the enzyme-catalyzed reaction looks like. And from that, we were able to design exceptionally powerful inhibitors. So enzymes catalyse reactions. They enable reaction, chemical reactions to happen millions or even billions of times faster than would otherwise happen. And so that power of catalysis is, is extraordinary. And what we do with understanding what the transition state looks like is we're able to capture that power of catalysis and then use it to block the enzyme. And so we use it against the enzyme. And that way, the inhibitors that we've uh, created are the most powerful inhibitors known for any of the enzymes that we've studied. And so it's a process that delivers exceptional inhibitors. So how do you go about designing a molecule? Well, first of all, you have to figure out what the transition state looks like, and that's what Vern Schramm in New York does um, with a very detailed process involving kinetic isotope effects, quantum chemistry and calculations. And don't ask me anything about the quantum chemistry because I don't know. But you end up with a, a structure of what the transition state looks like you can then design stable molecules that might look like that transition state. The transition state itself is not stable. You know, it involves partial bonds, partial charges, etc. And so the, the trick is to find a, a stable molecule that will mimic 
what that looks like. And then, of course, to make it. <laughs> so I assume the making happens on in this lab that's behind you that looks yes, like a very busy, typical chemistry lab? A messy place, yes. The chemicals everywhere, the fume hoods, you know, the, the usual stuff that you have with synthetic organic chemistry. Yeah, that's what we do. So I assume the basic components that you're using are where the carbohydrates come in. I mean, carbohydrates, I think of my toast in the morning or my breakfast cereal no. or something. Well, that's right. Carbohydrates are what you eat, but also carbohydrates are very important molecules in your body as well. And so they're often on the cell surfaces of your body. They're important oligosaccharides, carbohydrates that are involved in cell-to-cell communication, etc., and also there are carbohydrates involved in nucleosides, which are the DNA and RNA in the body as well. They have carbohydrate components. And the, the enzymes that we've worked on mostly with Vern Schramm involve nucleosides usually, um, nucleoside transferase enzymes. And so that's where we bring our carbohydrate background to, to bear the nucleoside chemistry that we do. So how do you decide which enzymes you're going to try and target? Do you recognise that there's a need out there for something to do with a particular disease? Yes, sometimes. Or sometimes it might just be something that you're interested in. And then you think, oh yeah, that could have important utility here or there. And so we've always had a, a commercial focus in our work. So everything we do um, is either intrinsic commercial work where we're, where we're paid for it to start with or where we see we can create intellectual property that will then have some use. And so we're always focused on creating intellectual property that someone might want to invest in to, to take a drug to market or perhaps whether we could start a company ourselves to, to do that and take it further. So you've obviously done that successfully. Can you Talk me through an example of a drug that you've successfully taken to market. Well, Mundacine is a drug that is now on the market, and as far as I know, it's only the second drug to come out of research in New Zealand that has made it to market. And the first one was 30 or 40 years ago. So it's not easy to, to get something to market. But it comes down again to this business of creating intellectual property. So we obviously have to have something that is successful in inhibiting the enzyme that's your target or, or whatever, and then you have to show it has some utility and maybe an animal model or, or whatever, and then you need to really sell the intellectual property that you've created because to take a drug to market is, is well beyond the resources of anything um, that we have, and so that generally it gets licensed. And it certainly was in the case of Mundacine. Um, it was licensed to a company called Biochrist Pharmaceuticals, which is in the US, and they spent many tens of millions of dollars on the development of that drug. And then they on-licensed it to this company, um, Mundi Pharma, which is a private company based in Europe, and so they've taken it to market now and got market approval in Japan for the treatment of peripheral T-cell lymphoma, which is a type of leukaemia. And it's a long process. So it's something like 20 years ago since I first 
synthesized the drug, um, which is now Mundasim, and it takes, yeah, it it's a, takes a long time to get something to market and actually a lot of money. The, nowadays, um, perhaps if we had um, discovered that now, we might want to start our own company. You know, like we now that we're at the university, we can actually do that. We weren't allowed to do that before. Um, working at the CRI. So if you create your own company, you can attract investment, you can take the, the drug much further along the path towards approval before you might want to unlicense it. And that process of taking a drug down that pathway generates itself quite a lot of investment and, and industry churn, which is a useful and uh, economic enterprise to have in New Zealand and it's something that we can do now and in fact most of the investment probably around the whole biotech sector goes into unsuccessful drugs if you like because there's so many of them compared to the ones that actually make it to market. So what's your ratio of unsuccessful to successful ones? Ah, well we've got one success and I can't imagine how many that we've looked at or worked on or ideas we've had, you know, that may or may not have come to anything. But we have still several other compounds that are in development of one sort or another as antibacterials, antivirals, anti-cancer compounds. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening as well. But as always, you know, the chances of getting something to the end is difficult. What's the most satisfying part of your job? I like designing a molecule takes some thought to come up with whatever your target molecule is going to be and then you have to figure out well how am I actually going to make it you know and so that process of design and then synthesis I enjoy because you've created something that didn't exist before it's a new molecule and then after that if you can actually get that you know the whole thing through as as we've done with Mundasine to the final target to actually get it on the market and to make a difference to people you know, that are suffering from cancer, well, that's, that's like a bonus. That, that's extra special. Thanks, Peter. Peter Tyler from the Ferrier Institute at Victoria University of Wellington, winner of the 2017 McDiamond Medal. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World story first aired on RNZ National on the 12th of October 2017. Don't forget, you can find us at rnz.co.nz as well as on the RNZ app. And you can subscribe to our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.